This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Well, the Knicks get just what they need. We'll explain, plus some themes move on. We'll tell you who on ESPN New York Tonight. And 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter, at Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM, along with Brian the Brain and Jake the Snake. We're here until midnight. Then it's Freddie Fitzsimmons on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Gordon, what's happening? Larry, feeling good. Nice, easy night. Nice, easy night in front of the television. You can't beat that. No, no. I have, I have nothing to say. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'm good, Gordon. This is what I needed. This is what I need to see from my Knicks. Um, and listen, I can say my Knicks. I'm I'm not somebody else who's on this station from two to three. Oh my goodness, who, that who's, guy. Uh, who's that driving the bandwagon? Now. Oh, look at him trying to sneak his way back. He's been kicked out of the club. Boasted about how he got kicked out of the club. Exactly. And now is trying to weasel his way back in the club. That's right. That's right. Maybe but- no one else on the station will mention it, Larry. You and I have taken notice. Ah, uh, there's no question about it. No, there's question. no question. No, we know. We know. And, and and the promos, listen, the promos give him away. Oh, my goodness. It's <laughs> sickening. Come on. It is unbelievable. At 11 o'clock, of course, there's some, Gordon, there's some themes who are moving on as we uh, check out the 70s bracket, correct? Yes, we go back to the 70s. We'll recap the 2000 and beyond bracket. And once again, the selection committee will take a bow. Oh, okay, good. Yes. All right, excellent. Excellent. Some of the selection committee more than others, but still the selection <laughs> committee, it's all one, you know, look, when you, when they come out and the play is done, right. There's the, yes. the main guys are in the center of the state. All the actors are up there, but there are some people that are more prominently featured than others. Mm-hmm. No question about it. It's true. It's true. So we'll talk about that. We'll do that at the top of the hour. So get ready to vote. You can move on, move and see who's moving on and who, who else you can help move on. Gordon, let's talk a little bit about the Knicks, and then we'll yeah. turn our attention to the National Football League. And there, and there's a guy, Gordon, whom I know. Keep this guy's name in mind. Okay. Okay? He's going to be a member of your favorite fan club, possibly. The name is Doug Farrar. Doug okay? Farrar. Okay. Keep, keep that in mind. I keep will. Mind. I've heard All the right. name before. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep it in mind, and you'll we'll tell you a little bit later why. Uh, Gordon, listen, this was as good of a Nick win as they've had. This is as good of a Nick win as they needed. This was, like you said, easy, smooth. This is what you do when you're better than a team. You you put them out of their misery early. Yeah, they made a little run, but there was never a doubt in your mind that the Knicks were winning this game tonight. No, never. I, you know what? I don't even think it was. Uh, it even creeped into uh, Tom Thibodeau's mind. And, and usually, right, like he'll get uh, Randall back out there at the first sign of trouble. He'll get the starters back out there at the first sign of trouble. And I think even he realized, although there were some anxious, not anxious, but there were some moments in the fourth quarter that I'm sure that he will focus on. This was exactly what you wanted to see, right? You got two games against this team. You got to win both of them. Now, maybe, you know, just make sure the next time you don't go into it thinking it was going to be as easy as tonight. But anything that happened tonight, all good. All good. Well, I will say this. I know what you're saying, that he may not have believed it, but Gordon Randall didn't come out until about two minutes left in the game. You know what, though? <laughs> you know, I was thinking in my mind, 
it, it felt like he was out much earlier because usually he's on the floor until there's about 10 seconds left in the game. So <laughs> it's almost true. like dog ears, you know, like yeah. it, it is, a, is a greater, um, a greater uh, rate there because when he's out of the game, two and a, I mean, that's like an easy night for him. It he is. only played 38 tonight. I know. That's, that's like 20 for anybody right, else. Right, that's a walk in the park. <laughs> 37 points for him in 38 minutes, and Gordon, he was on fire from, from as soon as he hit the floor tonight. Yeah, especially from three. He hit those three in a row. He went back for that fourth one, which even he, I think, uh, started to laugh a little bit on that one. But that's what this was. It was a laugher tonight. So, you know, you know, we talk a lot about, uh, I think we mentioned it last night, about uh, James Harden mm-hmm. at this point, right? Given what, yeah. what we have right now with the injuries, he should not be finishing any worse, I think, than second in the MVP voting. Mm-hmm. Given, you know, how guys have gone, you know, Embiid's gone down, LeBron's gone down. Uh I'm not saying he's going to finish in the top five, but I think that Julius Randle deserves some MVP votes. If it's about the most value, where would the Knicks be without Julius Randle? They wouldn't have 22 wins. <laughs> I mean, sure. they'd be no place. I mean, right. look, we, we, we would focus on, you know, R.J. Barrett or, you know, Emmanuel Quickly or, or some other guys on the team. But, I mean, he is the team. If, he, if they were ever to lose him, for any length of time, they would be sunk. I mean, he's not just an all-star. He is their franchise player, and he almost single-hand. I mean, look, there's some other guys that are playing well. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make it. But he is by far and away their number one player. Really, what other playoff team can you say is being carried as much as the Knicks are being carried by Julius Randle? And this is not like, yeah, game here. Game. It's every single night. He is the man. And if he doesn't, they, they have no shot of winning. No shot of winning, None. right? If he, doesn't, if he has an off night, and he hasn't had many, if he has an off night, they are sunk. Yep, they are done. You know what? Uh, Mitchell Robinson played a really good game tonight, Gordon. 16 points, 7 of 9. You know, he, I mean, he's right near the basket anyway, but in 31 minutes, had, had 12 rebounds. And listen, I like that he was able to play 31 minutes. I know he didn't start. only had three fouls. He played well tonight. Yep, absolutely, and it's good to see him back, right? We got his, you, you saw Derrick Rose on the sidelines there in street mm-hmm. clothes, so it's going to be a little while uh, before he is back, and uh, who knows what happens on Thursday, right? A couple of days yeah. before the trade deadline, so I think that the Knicks will probably make a move or two. What, you know, what range that move falls into? Is it a tweak? Is it something more than that? We shall see, but yeah, I mean, it's about getting some guys healthy and getting some guys back at this point. Yeah, have you been hearing the Lamelo Ball chirping? Yeah, I've Gordon? heard that. It seems like that's been kind of going on for a while, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Yeah. It all. It, I don't. I. I have to be honest. I've never seen what a package would look like to kind of give it a fair, uh, mm-hmm. a fair vote. But it does seem like, and it seemed like even before the draft, like when Lamelo was in the, the last draft, it seemed like that there was some talk that the Knicks you know, might put something together to move up and get him. So mm-hmm. it seems like the, the, the two ball brothers, um, you know, that there's been some talk out there. And, and, and uh, this one now, uh, it certainly seems like with Lonzo that there is some, I don't know if there's necessarily smoke, but th- there mm-hmm. seems to be something more there than just nothing. Yeah, and there's a lot of talk, and our, our folks have been on it and been conversating about it, Gordon, about the fact that New Orleans, although they would love to keep him, they just don't feel that they can afford him. And so there's a thought process. I think he's a, I think he's a restricted free agent. Don't quote me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if he is, then that means that uh, if he's restricted, obviously 
they'd have to match. Uh, if he's not restricted, they could just let him go. So the thought process is rather than to just let him go for nothing, that they mm-hmm. want to try to make a deal on Thursday. So we'll keep an eye out on that. The Knicks need a point guard. There's no question about it. Yeah. And he is a pretty good point guard. He is absolutely a good point guard. I'd like to have a, a point guard who could shoot. Uh, yes, I know. You know he, he, he's not the greatest outside shot, but uh-uh. I, I, look, if, you, if you're talking about – it's almost like one of those things where you don't – remember when the Yankees had uh, Andujar at third and he mm-hmm. was kind of a butcher at third? Yes. And, you know, he, he got by because of his offense. And, you know, you're thinking, ah, how much does defense really ma- matter? And then Gio Urshela came on the scene and you saw how much defense yeah. mattered. Yeah. I think it's that way with the point guard too. Like if they could get Lonzo, I know he's not a great shooter – but just his vision on the court, mm-hmm. I mean, that would um, that I think that that would upgrade them significantly. I just don't know how much you're going to have to give up for a guy who's still got. I, I mean, what, does he only have this year of team control, or is it? I more think than so. That? No, yeah. I think it's this year. I think this is it. I really do. So you know, because he was you know he was in L.A., got traded. So mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see if the Knicks do anything, and if they do, what exactly do they do? And then the other thing, and we'll talk about the Nets uh, a little bit later and keep you updated on their scores. They're battling in uh, Portland, uh, going back and forth. 41-39, Gordon. This is the first quarter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be one of those nights. Uh, all right. Yep. Uh, 41-39, first quarter. And talk of their um, – 41-37, sorry. Uh, oh, a defensive struggle now. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie on the trading block, which yeah, is that's weird. surprising too, right? Yeah, I thought they would try to keep him, but you know, th- listen, the backcourt's kind of crowded right now. Yeah, I mean, they're all in on this year, right? So if they can mm-hmm. get something for for now, uh, yeah, I think that they're probably going to do it. Yeah, and then I would also- just be interested. Like I've seen other things about Lonzo, but I have not seen anything about where the you know what the Knicks would have to give up. I haven't seen anything about that too. I've no no specifics, mm-hmm. just that you know they're interested. And, you know, they're you know, kicking the tires and saying exactly yeah. what it is. And listen, if I'm New Orleans, you know what I'm asking for, Gordon. I want a first-round pick. Yeah, that that's a guy that you'd at least have to consider one of those first-round picks for. I mean, that's something more, um, you know, he's still young. He can de- certainly play defense. Uh, he would absolutely upgrade the position over Alfred Payton. Uh, I mean, you'd have to – I don't know how much you'd have to give up. It doesn't really mm-hmm. seem like the Knicks have a lot of pieces that would line up with that. Yeah. And you would think that if – you know, that there would be teams that would be interested in him. So how the Knicks would be able to kind of outpay the other teams mm-hmm. would seem like a stretch. But look, the Giants are outpaying everybody else. Maybe, you listen. know, and they don't have any money, so who knows? <laughs> it's a brand-new world. Yeah, listen, uh, Leon Rose should call the Dave Gallman. <laughs> right. See, see how it works. <laughs> yeah. Well, Leon Rose has a little bit more job security, I think. Than uh, this is true. Yeah. You know, then this is true. It's now or never for Dave. This is true. And listen, uh, twenty-two wins when they had twenty-one all of last year keeps his job in pretty good stead. Yeah. And That's Dave's sure. got fifteen over three years. So yikes. Had <laughs> <laughs> let this soak in a little bit, Gordon. It's been a while. Yes. There's not been any reasons to do a remix, you know? No. <laughs> no. Uh, well, the threes. Eh. It's ESPN New York tonight here on 987 ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. We'll have the uh, TV theme throwdown bracket advancing at the top of the hour. Let's now let's talk to a couple of folks. Lee is in Manhattan. Lee, you're batting leadoff on 987 ESPN. Lee, how are you? Where have you been? 
Brother Larry, thank God. Let me just say that first. Thank God. It's good to hear your voice. Good to hear yours too, my friend. It's been a minute. Yes, it has. Only thing that's been keeping me from not calling you is because being that they don't know what I don't know when you're going to be on. Trying to stay up, but I made it tonight. Well, I appreciate you. What you got for me, my no, friend? It's been a minute, man. First of yes, all, let me just say, good to hear your voice. All is well. Hope all is well with you and your family. You know, with all that we've gone through in the last year. Yeah, yeah. But I'll just, I'll just try to make it quick and simple. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say something to Gordo as well. We know that the Knicks should have a better record than they do have. That they should be actually twenty six and eighteen rather than twenty two and twenty two. Because some of the games that they lost, including that one point loss they lost the other night against Philly, mm-hmm. we go into the playoffs. As long as these young people that we have now stay focused and with, you know, Thibodeau, if, you know, it's all about, as they always say, the system. And mm-hmm. it's buying into the system. We're going to be in the playoffs this year. The Knicks are going to have something, and they're going to have something to cheer about. Okay. My Mets, so. as we know, hey, we looking good. You know I'm a diehard Nick fan and a Met fan, so yep. that, that's always been a given for as long as we've been on the air together. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I wanted to let you know that I'm that I'm back. I'm I'm on the schedule now. If I got to take a nap earlier during the day, so I can be up at night to hear you, it won't be the last time you hear me. You're gonna hear me on the regular. Uh, it's good to hear. That's good to hear, Lee. Thanks for checking in, my friend. Good to talk to you. 1-800-919-3776. Guys in Long Island. Hey, Guy, you're next on 98.7. Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? Hey. Uh, just just to be quick and be clear after that call, I'm gonna, I'll keep it brief, but I'm glad Gordon finally came out and said it, that someone in the New York media finally said it. Randall should certainly be in the MVP discussion, especially with all the injuries. What does most valuable player mean? means most valuable to your team. LeBron's hurt. Embiid's hurt. Durant's hurt. Harden is on a stacked team. He's averaging 23-11-7. He's an elite three-point shooter. He can post. He can do everything. And the Knicks are relevant again. This guy needs to be in, in talks for MVP. If they finish over 500, he needs to win the MVP. Well, I don't I, look. I don't think he's going to win the MVP. Uh, but no, absolutely in the conversation. I think he just. I mean. Look, I don't know if that means, you know, top five, top ten. He should absolutely – and I don't know the process that they use, if it's first-place votes, second-place votes, how many guys you put on your list. But considering where the Knicks would be, right? Like, I think that's your strongest argument. Where would the Knicks be if they did not have Julius Randle? And I can tell you, it's absolutely – it's where they have been the last few years. (laughs) They'd be exactly back there. That that's what the award is about, though. It's about how valuable a player is to his team. So I think above all other players, he should be in consideration. And their schedule is so crazy tough. This is contingent on them finishing at or above five hundred. And if you look at the schedule and who they play, if he continues this level of play, I think he not only has to be in it. I think he has to win it. Period. 
Well, guy, I hear what you're saying. Thanks for the phone call. I agree with Gordon. I think it's going to be tough for him to win it. Yeah, um, no, I, I don't really you know, expect him to very really tough. be, you know, uh, gonna be very you know, tough. a top three finish. But, mm-hmm. you know, for a guy who's averaging, what, 23, 24 points a game, double-digit yeah. rebounds, a bunch of assists, five or six assists a game on a team, again, where did anyone think the Knicks were going to be this year? Like, even the most optimistic Knicks fan did, did not expect Julius Randle to turn out to be this player this year. There's, I mean, there's nobody. He certainly should be most improved player. I don't even oh, think that's Oh, it's not even a question. No, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I agree. this was a guy people couldn't wa- – they would have driven him to the airport to get him out of here. My car was running. Right. And now they just <laughs> give him the keys and let him drive wherever he wants to go. He, he can go wherever he wants to go. back when you feel ready. Exactly. Exactly. Listen, take it for a week or so. Right. We're it's good. fine. You do whatever you got to do, big guy. Just keep doing what you're doing because you're right. doing it well. Yeah. 1-800-919-3776. Anthony's in the Bronx. Hey, Anthony, you're next on 98.7. <laughs> What's up, guys? How you doing? Hey, Anthony. Uh, I just wanted to uh, touch on a little while ago, Gordon. You said that you didn't think the Knicks had enough to put together something for Alonzo Ball. I think we have everything. We have, you know, we have young players, draft picks, money. I mean, what, what else do you think they need? Well, what what young player? Well, let me ask you this, Anthony. What young player are you willing to trade away from the Knicks? Do you think that has value to New Orleans? What, what young player am I willing to trade? Yeah. Young player. Yeah. What I yeah, mean, you're not going to want to include Emmanuel quickly, right? You're not going to want to include R.J. No, no, Barrett. No, no, no. no of but, course. Right, okay. But, uh, so then, what young player on the Knicks would have value to New Orleans? At the same time, they run the risk of losing him for nothing. We have Austin Rivers. Kevin I know, but the Knicks are not the only team in town, right? Like, they, th- there's other teams that would be interested in Lonzo Ball. I'm not saying that the Knicks, if they want to, can certainly put together a package for him. I just think that when there's an attractive player like that, a lot of teams are going to be interested, and I don't know that, that the Knicks are going to be the team that's going to overpay given with where they're at right now. Okay, I mean, well, we yeah. do have we do have things. Oh, no, we got picks. Yeah, you got picks. We do have two first-round picks. Absolutely. You got a ton of picks, right? And and this would be yeah. this would be one of the, the available players that I think that would be it would be interesting to me to maybe cash in one of those picks or two of those picks or, or something like that. Now, I don't want to – I don't want to go overboard, but, you know, I don't think he's a franchise player, but he would certainly be an upgrade. But it's all about, you know, what's the package that you're going to be able to put together and everybody else can put together. You know, the Knicks are not the most talented team in the world. And, the, and then the, the, they're not the most talented team and they're not the most deeply talented team. No. So, right. so you have to worry about, okay, what is, what, what's the, what, where, where, how far can I go? How far am I willing to go? And that's really what you're asking, Gordon, is how far are the Knicks right. willing to go to, to bring him here? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, okay, yeah, we got draft choices. But, listen, the Knicks really aren't trying to give up these first-round picks. They're no. really not trying to give them up, you know, unless it's a, it's a you know, it's a, like, as you said, a franchise-type player, as we borrow a football reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he's a franchise-type player, yeah, they'll give him up because that's what you're looking for. But, you know, the fact that ball is available means that he's not really a franchise player. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, that no, he's absolutely. had some issues, you know, that he he's expected. He's shown potential. He's shown that he could be the guy. And, yes, he is good enough to be the guy that might have that potential for your team. But you got to be careful with this situation, Gordon. You don't want to give up too much, and then he, if he doesn't produce, and you end up getting yourself in, you know, in more trouble. So my thing is, you know, let's be patient. Let's see if, if the offer is too rich for your blood. 
then save the money and try to outspend everybody where it's not going to cost your players. Yeah, I mean, look, in an ideal world, I think a package would include a combination of players and maybe a pick or two. Yes. I would not like mm-hmm. to center a package exclusively around all the draft capital that you have compiled here over the last couple of years. And I just don't see them, the Knicks having a young player that they could focus a deal on for long. You know, like <laughs> Kevin Knox is not, you know, no. Frank Nilakina is not getting no. that done. And any mm-hmm. player that is that young and good – you don't want to get rid of. So no. that's the that's the rub. You're trying to add depth to your team and move right. on and, yeah. and get better. And you're trying to have – here's the goal, ladies and gentlemen, sustainable success. Mm-hmm. And you don't get sustainable success by trading away some young players who are finally producing that you drafted. Yeah. It's not how it goes. It I know is. it's rare. <laughs> I, know, I know you're shaking like – you mean – we got draft players that are really playing well. <laughs> right. It, has, it does not happen very often. No, it does not. John John's in Harlem. You're next on 98. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing tonight? Hey, John. Thanks for calling on my favorite show. Tell you want to talk about the Knicks. Love to win. Despite all the negativity, there's this the normal routine. Andrew, you said who do the Knicks have? Mitchell Robinson could be traded for him straight up. He's not that... He's not that good at what he's doing that he negates with Mitchell Robinson. Like you say, there's no young players. You know what I'm saying? That's To me, it's really ridiculous. Like, y'all just want to deny the reality. Like, y'all keep acting like R.J. Barrett's a bum. Like, he in front of your eyes. No, but, you, do, but, but John, John, you don't want to give up R.J. Barrett in a deal for know, a player yeah, like Lonzo Ball. No. Listen, I don't want to give him in a deal for Bradley Bill. Nobody. Okay. We got him. He has the potential to be better than Bradley Bill. You know what I'm saying? He's we'll we'll see, John man. John, yeah. about that. <laughs> you know. We'll see about that. He's he's he's, he's, he's listen. He's Look, had a nice stretch of games. Right. He's had a nice stretch of games. Thanks, John John. He's had a nice stretch of games. See, that's what happens. Like but, you know, but, like we're on the RJ bandwagon. We and like then, him, and then people have to, you know, they gotta. No, this is he's a Mercedes Benz. You know what I mean? It's just like they always gotta just let's let's just let it play out. Let's slow and steady wins the race, Larry. It does. Young players. Here's a tip from Uncle Larry. Young players, you want them to be consistent. Mm -hmm. Consistency leads to greatness. Okay? Because that's where Bradley Beal is now. He's a great player. And even tonight, Knicks did a great job on him, Gordon. 22, 23. They did a fabulous job on him because I thought he was going to light them up. It was a quiet, whatever it turned out to be, it was a, a, a quiet night for him. He did. Really I know he had a lot of foul shots. I remember him being at the line quite a bit. But in terms of just uh, you know the offense flowing through him, and even Westbrook. I mean, how many layups did Westbrook okay. blow tonight? Huh? He's really struggling, isn't he? Yeah. This is not the same guy. It's not no. the same guy. But for now, for those of you on hold, hang in there for a second. It's time now to see who advances in the '70s bracket of the ESPN New York Tonight's TV theme through. Down, Gordon Day. Larry, well, last night, of course, it was the uh, 2000s and beyond bracket. And before we get started, just quickly. Yes. To the selection committee, you did, again, a phenomenal job. The haters will hate. The criticism will be there. (laughs) But you know what? Of all the seeds that we came up with last night, all but one, the higher seed advanced. 
The wow. number one seed, Hawaii 5-0, a blowout. Mm-hmm. Mission Impossible, a hard-fought matchup against The Wire, a win. Mm-hmm. The Sopranos, clearly the front-runner in the 2000 Beyond bracket. 85% of the vote they had. Ooh. Game of Thrones won. The Flintstones over Scooby-Doo. Mm. The only high seed that bit the dust, Bonanza. Bonanza wow. did not make the second round. Despite being a number six seed, it did not boost them in any way. They lost to Curb Your Enthusiasm in mm. a rout. Mm. 72.6 to 27.4. So that's the uh, story with the 2000 Beyond. But again, out of eight matchups, we got seven of the eight. Nailed them. Perfect. Good job by us. All right. Let's get to the 70s again because the last time we left, we had 16. We're down to eight. So the second round of the 1970s region in the ESPN New York TV theme song throwdown. Of course, as you remember, the number one seed in the 70s region, an overwhelming number one seed, a powerful win in round one. It's the Jeffersons. Well, we're moving on now. Just makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it make you happy? Yep. And this time around, well, look, the Jeffersons, an easy win in the opening round. This time it might be a little tougher because they will go up against the number eight seed, the Love Boat. Exciting and new. Yes, exciting and new. It's, uh, it's actually kind of old now. Here for about 40 years. I'm surprised they haven't brought that back in syndication. Yeah, I know, right? Have, I just don't know. Yeah. All right, so that's Jefferson's Love Boat, one matchup. Second matchup, the number two seed is, of course, the Brady Bunch. Here's the story. Yes, the Brady Bunch. Oh, my goodness. A little surprising it was that, that, that high up, right? The number yeah, two seed it was. in the 70s? Yeah. Look, was that surprised. was the, uh, the selection committee's uh, doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, uh, not some members of the selection committee. But look, at least for one round, we'll see if they can hang on. Because this time... They, I think that this could be the upset that's brewing in this region because they will go up against the number seven seed, All in the Family. Boy, the way Glenn Miller played. Iconic show. Songs that made the hit parade. Not the most melodic performance, but I think that's what makes it great. So there you go. The Brady Bunch against All in the Family. Third matchup of four. Well, the number four seed, of course it is, Three's Company. That, that's what musical zany hijinks sounds like, Larry. Yeah, the 70s, that's what it was. And you want to talk about a 4-5. How do you go in this one? Three's Company goes up against Sanford and Son. Ooh. That's tough. Ooh. I love Three's Company. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if it survives. Nah, I, I would bet against it. Uh, uh, promo Cool Gordon? That is a tough challenge right there. If I were it a betting is. man, Larry, yeah, I think I might go Sanford at some day. I and if I were too. a voting man, might do the same thing. I agree. And then uh, the final matchup of the 1970s for a spot in the uh, final four of the region. It is the number three seed, Happy Days. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Wednesday, happy and they will be going up against uh, the real uh, downer of the whole uh, division. But they are the number six seed. It is... Welcome back, Connor. Welcome back. All right, so there you go. Voting is now open. You can uh, do so on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. Jefferson's Love Boat. Three's Company, Sanford and Son. Happy Days, Welcome Back, Cotter. And Brady Bunch, All in the Family. Voting is open now 
on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. And, of course, the station account will be uh, retweeting it. At Hardesty ESPN will be retweeting it as well. So you will have plenty of chance. Make your voice heard, people. That's right. it's up to you. Wow, this is going to be this is going to be interesting, Gordon. I'm, I'm telling you, this is this is go, this is not easy in the seven. Oh, God. I can't wait to see what the eighties are going to be like tomorrow. Yeah, night. the eighties we'll is going to just be a battle royale. I, I I don't know how that is going to go, but uh, look, it's like the tournament, right? If you're yeah. a really high seed, you get that first game. Generally, you you roll there, mm-hmm. but then once you get to the second round, it's it's all tough teams. It's all tough theme songs. So uh, right. we'll see how this kind of shakes out here. Definitely, definitely. Let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-3776. Sam's in San Antonio. Hey, Sam, you're next on 98.7. What's going on, gentlemen? Uh, good evening to both of you. Hope you're having a good day and to all your families as well. Thanks, uh, Larry, do you remember our conversation from Sunday, brother? About, yes. Uh, Hakeem the Dream? Yes, you're talking uh, about so Hakeem. I want to continue on that. Go ahead. My quick point, just real quick, is how friggin' awesome is uh, DeGrom? Have you seen his numbers for this spring tree? Uh, he's been unbelievable. He's, He's been unbelievable. unbelievable. So, oh, Larry, if I'm I very happy to Hakeem and Gordon, please diamond, uh, chime in also. Okay. Uh, I was saying that I think Hakeem is uh, the greatest of all time. Uh, with all due respect, Larry, we've been talking for a long time. Your mm-hmm. response, a couple of things you were inaccurate about. Okay. One thing you said about his block shots. He is first all time by a large amount with block shots. No one's ever going to come close, kind of like Nolan Ryan's strikeouts. Uh, Dikembe, I want to say, is number two, and he has 600 more than him. I looked it up right afterwards because I knew I looked those up right before. Uh, as far as the, his teammates are concerned, he had Clyde Drexler on the downside of his career at that mm-hmm. point. Yep. Uh, I think he was with Houston two or three years. He was nowhere close to the Clyde Drexler of the 80s. That was the guy that got to the Hall of Fame. Ori, okay, yeah, he had good shots. But out of all the teammates that he had in those two championship uh, runs that he had, no one was even close to any of the other uh, – um, you know, second fiddles on all the other championship teams since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in my history of just knowledge of basketball, the only ones that I can remember uh, were Hakeem, Dirk Nowitzki, and Dwayne Wade, his first championship that really did win it as the true only superstar on their team. Jordan had Pippen. He had Kukoc. You know who the Lakers had with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and those teams. So to me, Hakeem really did do it all by himself. He had the Cassell. Good player. You need to have a good role player team as well to make the championship. But he never had that other alpha dog like these other guys have had. So that's my argument throwing right back in. And one other, th- two other things, if I may add, real quick, and I want to hear your response. Mm-hmm. Jordan is known to say the only guy he feared was Hakeem, and that guy was top ten in five major categories by the time he retired. So I just don't don't think you remembered his true resume. Because I, you know, it was right off the top of the dome, and I respect that a lot. You guys, this turn. Well, Sam, look, nobody's saying that Hakeem Olajuwon was not a great player, and he was. And you've done a great job in, and thanks for the phone call. You've done a great job in, uh, you know, illuminating his stats. Uh, just for me, I, he's a great big man, but I can't say he's the greatest of all time. I, I mean, I. Will Chamberlain was a better big man to him. Like, when does his two championships come? They come when when Jordan's not around. When he's not around, you know? So, like, you know, now look, 
there were a lot of guys that Jordan prevented them from winning, and, and Hakeem yep. at least took advantage of when Jordan went away, right? Like, if you take mm-hmm. him out of the conversation, yep. it certainly boosts his stock. But, uh, you know, look, I'm not going to talk bad about Hakeem. I love no, him, except player. when he was playing the Knicks. But Exactly. Um, he was a great player. But mm-hmm. I, he was. is he the best of all time? I don't think – like, if we were having a draft and all the players in the NBA's history were available at their peak for one season, would Hakeem be the first guy I take? No, probably not. No, he wouldn't. I would take Kareem over him. Yeah. Just to, I'm, even as a big man, I would take Kareem over him. So I can't even – Sam, I can't even say he's the best big man. So I can't, if I can't say he's the best big man, I can't say he's the, he's the GOAT. I can say he's in the, he was a fabulous player, dream shake, offense. He was great. The rebounding, as you meant, block shots, as you mentioned, rebounding, he was very good. Led his team, was, was outstanding. Great player. Not the greatest of all time. We just happen to disagree on this one, my friend. 1-800-919-3776. Theo's and Beth Page. Hey, Theo, you're next on 98.7. Hey, uh, Larry and Gordon, thank you very much for taking my call. I really appreciate it. I love the show. Thanks, Theo. Uh, you know what? Uh, as far as that last call is concerned, uh, you know, I mean, exactly. Uh, he took advantage of the two years that Jordan wasn't even in the league. And my favorite player of all time is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And you're not going to... You're not going to compare Akeem Olajuwon to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as a big man, you know, over the course of careers. So that's that's that as far as I'm concerned. Um, I called because, you know, we were talking a lot of Knicks, and uh, we're talking about trades. We're talking about who you're going to give and who you're going to get. And, you know, I'm trying to – and, Larry, I think you and I have had this conversation a few weeks ago because, you know, I'm a big Sam Donald uh, 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 mm-hmm. you know, proponent. Uh, you know, this like it, 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 it's all about giving away the farm for something that you don't even know if it's going to work. All right. Now, wh- we have something that's working right now with a young core. We're establishing a culture, and then we add pieces, just like what I want the Jets to do. Establish a culture, okay, and then uh, a free agents are going to want to come to your team. Now, in respect to uh, the way it, it, it relates to the Jets, you know, we have Sam Donald, okay? And if we, like, let's say we just, we tried to get to Sean Watson and we gave away all of our picks and everything that's valuable to us, Deshaun Watson was 4-12, and 12, even though he was one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's 4-12 and 12, uh, uh, on Houston. We become Houston if we give away everything that we got. Now, would you rather be Houston in 2020 or would you rather be the San Francisco 49ers who are deep and dangerous and, you know, maybe just a, a, a serviceable quarterback away from making, making a deep run? And, and, and that's, you know, that's, that's, that, that's the exciting thing that's happening in both of these teams. People are excited about the Knicks because they're building from, like, what they have. Mm-hmm. They're, not, they're not flashing money all the way around. I, I get what you're saying, building. Theo, but here's the issue. And, and thanks for the phone call. Theo, Gordon, in that scenario, I'd rather have Deshaun Watson, who's paid, <laughs> who's under contract, than worry about what am I doing with Sam Donald in the fourth year and if, and if he's just average, now I got to pay him, what, $25 million, $30 million over the, a year for the next couple of years, and I don't know what I'm getting. 
I know what yeah. I'm getting with Deshaun Watson. Right. And look, there's a whole bunch of other questions that we'll get to with yes. Watson later. But if you mm-hmm. get if you get a player of his caliber, you know, like the wish list and or the the shopping list for the Nick uh, for the for the for the Jets rather than the Knicks. Uh, I'm back on the Knicks here. Mm-hmm. The shopping list for the Jets. You can cross that one off. Qu- quarterback is crossed off. We know that we have that guy. That's the thing. Like this upcoming year for Sam, almost certainly he is going to show some sore form of improvement. If he gets another year here with this team, there's almost certainly going to be some level of improvement across the board. And then you fall into the, the trap of, well, how much of this is real? How much of this is, can he improve even beyond this? I just think it's a, an absolute trap to fall into, especially when you have the second pick in the draft. Now, uh, Gordon, you did see that uh, Corey Davis – uh, in the press conference today with the Jets media folks said that he was under the impression that Sam Darnold was going to be the quarterback next season. Well, <laughs> you know, those are, those are the type of thing. Look, I will say a couple of weeks ago, it did seem like the, the needle, as I always like to try to, you know, like a, like a speedometer, mm-hmm. it was pointing mm-hmm. more towards, you know, the, the higher end that they would take a quarterback at two. I think that that needle has now kind of gone back to 50, 50, if not more. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I, look, I don't know if they do decide to trade Sam Darnold, where exactly are you trading him to? Yep. What team is so desperate for a quarterback that they would see Sam Darnold as an improvement and not a project? Like, they could trade him to some place, I'm sure, for, you know, a third-round pick, and some team might take a shot on him. He was a very high draft pick a couple of years ago, get him in our system. You know, maybe we have a starter that's getting a little bit up there. You know, uh, Pittsburgh, if they had not taken maybe Dwayne Haskins, mm-hmm. that would have been a place maybe. Yeah. But I, I just don't see where the Jets are even going to be trading him to. And for what? Yeah, It I seems agree. like the quarterback market is kind of settled. Yeah, I think so. So they may end up with him anyway. <laughs> that wouldn't be good if you're a Jet fan and you're thinking that, you know, you're ready for a fresh start with the quarterback. You're not happy about that. And even the ones who say that they will be? You watch. They have a three and out on the first series. If there are mm-hmm. people in the stands, you watch what it'll sound like. No, I'll have to watch. I know what it's going to sound yeah, like. I've you do. I'm talking to the other. <laughs> that was the collective you there, Larry, you know? I've heard it before, Gordon. Yes. I know I know the sounds. Yes, you, you have heard it plenty, my friend. You have heard it plenty. I got two questions. Okay. All right. Um, your, TN, your, your, your TNT, Okay. Mm-hmm. You 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 put in the programming for the doubleheader okay. tonight. All right, <laughs> you've got the Lakers in the first game, and you've got the Sixers and Steph Curry. You got the Lakers, and you got Zion in the first game. Okay, okay, and you've got uh, Steph and Philly, who's leading the East. Okay, mm-hmm. and and this morning you find out. Well, Sunday you see LeBron's out, so there's no LeBron. Right. And then you also know that there's no Steph Curry. (laughs) Not great, right? You don't have any good options. There's a lot of guys going down now, right? I mean, mean, the guy, they're falling like flies. The Nets themselves, uh, you know. no, no. uh, It it seemed like it was a question if even uh, Harden was going to play tonight for a little bit. I know. Isn't that something? Look, you know, they got to go to, look, you know, we brought you here because you're the guy that plays all the time. You know, we got the other two guys. Off doing whatever, but we we need you. You got to play. You yes. got to be here. There's no question. You got to be here. So that, that's the first question, Gordon. Here's the second question, and I asked this to Jake the Snake, 
you know, because he's dabbled in promotions. I want to find out who in the front office of the Sixers decided that one of the alternative uniforms should be a Liberty Bell on the front. Well, I mean, that's the thing with all these uniforms. <laughs> Is it at least red, white, and blue? No, it's blue. Oh, okay. A white well, uniform, blue bell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, 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 as long as I can turn on the game – and uh-huh. know exactly who's actually playing because there's so many times I turn it like unless you're looking at the thing and it shouldn't bother. It's probably just an old man yelling at a cloud, but it just it's yeah, that's like, me. We, I'll raise my hand. You're talking can about we me. Stick to a color scheme. I don't care what the you know, you see the Phoenix Sun sometimes and it's like they were ordering the jerseys and they said, you know what color we want? All of them. You know, it's just <laughs> uh, just give us all, everything on one palette, you know, just get, keep going, keep going. It's uh, it's it's very strange. It is. It really is. It I, look, really, they must really be is. selling a whole lot of it, right? Got to I mean, be. It's got. It's the only reason. Either that, or, or they're not, and they're making them wear them so they will. <laughs> right, <laughs> free advertising, do. right? <laughs> look, there was a time in the NFL where head coaches wore suits on the sidelines. You know, Tom Landry in his hat. <laughs> Get rid of that free That's advertising. Right. Throw on some team gear, guys. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And by the way, get rid of Landry too. <laughs> right. Pretty soon they'll have Tom Thibodeau standing there in a uh, third jersey. You see that? You imagine that one? Uh, yeah. I, I don't know who's going to be the person to tell him. Yeah. I don't know who's going to be the person to tell him he's got to wear it. <laughs> That's going to be the one. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> Doug's in Long Island. Hey, Doug, you're next on 98.7. How we doing, fellas? Doug. All right. Um, one thing that guy failed to mention about Deshaun Watson and the four and twelve Texans is the year before. Right, they were eleven. They were in the right. They, they were twenty four nothing up on the Chiefs. Yep. With Deshaun Watson quarterbacking. Yes. Before the GM gave away DeAndre Hopkins and mm-hmm. caused the worst outbreak in that locker room. Yes. So you should remember that. Then think about all the draft picks that have been wasted by the Jets. Like people, fifty like, years of them. No, no, these draft picks are coming in. They're going to be locks. If That's he true. was 31, 32 years old, I would agree with a lot of people. Sure. But if this was Russell listen, Wilson, you would say on, I would agree with it, right? I'd never do it. Right. He's twenty-five years old. You can get ten years out of a franchise quarterback. And as a Jet fan, we should know better than anybody how hard it is to get a franchise quarterback. And you were right about one thing: Sam Donald comes back. And in the beginning, he struggled. Oh, my God, he's going to get murdered. out in full force. Mm -hmm. We're all front runners on the radio. We forget what we say, and we live in the moment when it (laughs) happens. Yep. You're right, though. It's true. Look, there's other issues with Watson now. I don't see how any team – I know that there's a feeling that, you know what, these teams are ruthless. They'll make a deal. I don't think with what's hanging over his head right now – there's any way at all he gets traded before this is resolved in some way. And even if it, the way things are going right now, even if it does get resolved, I, I think the guy's going to be looking very possibly at a lengthy suspension, no? The way it's going right now, Gordon, I'd have to agree with you. I, you know, once again, we just have to wait it out and see what's going to happen with it. I know his, his attorney spoke today, had you know, many comments about everything is not true and they're going to you know, dispute what's happening. And listen, it's the, the, the trouble here is there's two things that, that's really bad, Gordon. The first thing is from the accuser's side, you feel for them because this is why accusers don't want to come forward, right? This is this because they're, they're being doubted. Now, once again, 
I don't say that to say, okay, we'll just take their word. You have to go through an investigation to find out what's happening and what's going on. And so far, at least it's been, you know, Gordon, we, we've seen there's been other incidences where it's been very nasty. Okay, so this has not been that way. The names have not been out there. It's, it's been handled as, as well as could be expected for a bad situation as far as investigations have gone. Okay, but still, there's so many people and you're looking at such a long period of time. It, it, it's concerning right now. You have to you, you're kind of wondering and and waiting and saying, you know what? This doesn't look good for Deshaun Watson, whether whether it's whether it's one or two or none, just all these accusations. It doesn't look good for him right now, Gordon. It really looks bad. It yeah, really does. Uh, and look, uh, a, a single case, right? Yes. Should be investigated and all those type of things. All it's of not them. A, it's not a single case. I know. I mean, we're, 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 I, mean I don't even, I, I can't even keep track. I mean, every day yeah. the number goes up. It, it's yep. becoming harder and harder to kind of think that this is just some sort of misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I, I, and it doesn't seem like we've gotten, no one anywhere has said this is all that there's going to be. Yeah. So it certainly seems like by the time we get to the end of this week, not you know somewhere down the, it seems like every day it's going up. Yeah, it's it not does. good. It's not. It's not it's, good. And you know, I know that they said you know, like even if he has people come out in his defense and say you know he was a model client, okay, that's with them. But what about? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I don't even know what the number is. I, I got to be honest. I thought I read that there's po- it could possibly grow to twenty four. Jesus. 24 that's not what you know that's not and, and on saturday you know we were having a conversation and people it, it seems like they feel like that there's well why is this coming out now this is the team mm. trying to get him in line that makes no sense whatsoever the team wants to keep him on the team doing this it's it if this is all concocted by the team they're taking their most valuable player and they are portraying him to some convincing degree, as a sexual predator. So yeah. I don't think that makes any sense whatsoever. I don't know what happened. We'll wait for all the, the details to come out, if they ever do come out. But the fact that this no, – I, I mean, I, know, I don't ever like to say that we've never seen anything like this before because then I get done with the show and then I say, oh, geez, that happened. You know, mm. It's kind of hard to think that there's ever been anything like this. Not that I can think of, Gordon. And the sad thing is – he may not play for anybody. Exactly. You know, he, he was talking yeah. about, yeah, I'm not going to play for Houston ever again. Gordon, he may not play for anybody again. And I know there's been, listen, I understand about professional sports, right? And I know that there's there's been guys who have had mishaps. There's guys who have been in, killed people with car accidents and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they've always yep. found a way to get yep. back in the league. Yeah, and they've always found now. a way to get back. Yeah. But right now, this under this scenario, mm-hmm. with the amount of accusers that he has, and during this time, as you mentioned, and the 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 way things are right now, it's going to be very hard for him to find his way back on the football field. And the NFL is going to be in a really tough spot, Gordon, and they're going to have to suspend him. Now, if they suspend him for a year, uh, let, let's say hypothetically they suspend him for a year. Does that give him the opportunity to come back? He served his time. Maybe then. But Gordon, before something, before we understand what happened or before some investigation is done, not only independently, but by the National Football League, I, I, you, can't, you, you can't trade for him because you right. don't know if you're going to have it. 
No. You don't and, know if you're going to have him. And I don't think that the Texans could trade him either because, no. I mean, what like they didn't want to trade him when his value was high. What, what are they going to do when his value is this low? And you know what struck me today about uh, Rusty Harden, the statement that he made, mm-hmm. was that he said that there was strong evidence showing that one of the lawsuits alleging sexual assaults was false, right? Okay, that's one. Mm-hmm. That's uh, it, there's there's more than one case. All right, right, let's say that that one is false. Let, let's mm-hmm. let's you know let's you know just for a thought experiment. All right, that one's false. What about the other ten? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't look good. It doesn't. It really doesn't. And you know, it's real. And the other thing, and and look, I know Brian and Jake are jumping up and down. We'll go to break in a second. It's it's the really sad thing about it, Gordon, is if it is true, okay. It's very sad because he has done some great things in that in that community. Yeah, uh, he's done he, some great innocent, things. This is horrible, right? It is. I mean, this is absolutely horrible. But um, look, and I hope he is innocent. I, I, it's not it's not a great situation, but nope. at least if he's innocent, right? I mean, it's better than these things actually took place. But as each day goes by, it's kind of harder to give him the benefit of the doubt. And here's the other issue, Gordon, because he's a professional athlete with money, even if he's innocent, there's always going to be some in the back of the mind to say he paid some people off. Is oh, he really look, innocent? His 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 reputation is has already been damaged, I'm sure in some eyes, irrevocably. Yeah. It's a tough situation. Yes. It really bad. is. 